0: hello and welcome to according to john today's topic what does the world have to offer when we look at that i'm reminded of a passage and and uh duke you and i were talking about when jesus Asked the question, will I find faith on the earth when I return? Well, that's a soul
1: searcher, isn't it?
0: Ooh, right. And yeah. so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, will Jesus find faith on the earth and what does the world have to offer? And what's going on today? And yeah. Because I think. Unprecedented days. And I think what's going on in the world is actually going to dictate the faith that Jesus finds when he returns.
1: It's going to be one of two. The world's going to dictate it or the lord's going to dictate it. Absolutely. Yeah, we have to make our choice.
0: Hey, I am your host John Westfall. This is my co-host Pastor Duke Herget the Duke Meister. And if you haven't been on his podcast, you need to go to Pastor Duke on any podcast platform and you will find him there. Also another one that you need to check out. He's hitting home runs and that's yes. Walter Swame on Truth Unbound. Truth Unbound. He is on he's now on Rumble and YouTube and Podbean, and every other podcast platform. You just put in Truth Unbound. He's also the author of To Be Clear. It's a fantastic book. Make sure that you reach out and get that book as well. So today, the the question is, what in the world is going on? If we're biblically <laughs> literate, it'll help explain that. Okay. If we're not biblically literate, we're just kind of like, what's up? People are going, you know? people are, but even, even the lost, even the people that who don't know Jesus as their Lord and savior, they know something's up. Yeah. Through scriptures, we're seer throughers. Without scripture, we're just looker aters and right. they
1: know something's <laughs> up, but they don't know exactly what it is, but there's an innate sense of evil. I mm-hmm. talk to people uh, openly in public about yeah. these things and, yeah. People are talking, even in
0: New York, more than they used to because they're they're fearful. They're becoming more and more open to the idea that they need a Savior. Yeah, we hey, all do. let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. Father, we praise you. We glorify you. Lord, we just ask that you be with us in this podcast as we speak truth, as we bring clarity, Father, as we lift you on high. And, Lord, that um, as we go through this podcast, that people will learn, they will hear, understand, and, Lord, hopefully surrender to you. Father, do a great work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so Luke chapter 18, starting in 1. We're going to go 1 through Eight, you know, Johnny. Before you read this, you have shared in our prep time
1: here something about this passage that I have never seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen the this point, this point, this point separately, but you brought it. <laughs> the Lord didn't put them separate, did He? No, He put them together, and all of a sudden the lights came on. Uh, you're in for a treat, audience. Uh, listen yeah. up.
0: I think I think it's going to be uh, well. Here we go. Let's go. Eighteen one. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So Jesus speaks a parable, um, and and he's there's two things. One, we should always pray, and I think that's what people do the least today. And mm-hmm. should be the most. And it should be the most. It's our, It's our greatest tool in our toolbox, and yet it's the least utilized. So let me encourage you to pray, 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 and not lose heart. So Jesus goes on, he says, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Kind of looks like our world today. <laughs> that thing about
1: losing heart, that kind of gives the spirit that this is not going to be an easy time. Right. You, you're going to not be comfortable right. with what you're seeing right. happening around you.
0: Don't right. lose heart. Yeah, don't lose heart. Hang let, in the pocket. Yeah, let God explain what's going on here. you got to stay in, the, and that's the biggest thing, you know. Uh For some reason, humanity, if we don't get what we want when we expect it, then we just throw our hands up in the air and walk away. And we walk away from God as well. And yet here Jesus says, don't lose heart. Hang in there. Hang in there. Also, another prophetic
1: scripture about the end times, about people falling away. In 2 Thessalonians 2, the whole chapter is given the end times scenario, the rise of the Antichrist, and it said that uh, many will depart from the faith. And uh, falling away, and so we're seeing that. Why are they falling away? Because they they haven't taken heart. They right. th- they haven't figured it out. They they're not letting God dictate right. what's going on. They're listening to the world, and they're falling. So away. so it
0: begs the question: Are they really even saved? That is a big question, and, I, and it's a real question, right? Because I have I have people in my church who they say they know Jesus. But he's literally the last thing in their life. And as a matter of fact, if if it's brought up too often, they get very offensive and complain about it, right? And so God's like God is not there.
1: It's like he's on a shelf, we'll pull him down and use him when we need, when we it. need him. We'll put him back up on the shelf and uh, don't you don't you pull him down, and put right, him in my right, face.
0: Right. And then uh but the problem is they're teaching the children the same thing. Yeah, that's that's sad. And then that, but that brings us to some statistics. And we talked about this in another podcast. 30, 37% of pastors don't believe the Word of God is true. Shame on them. 37%. 2% of professing Christians teach their children the Bible is true. 2%. So why do we have a world that's losing heart? Why do we have... Of walking away of the faith, as you were saying in 1 Thessalonians, I think
1: walking away from faith is maybe they didn't even know what faith was in the first place. That's my point.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that they walked away from something they never had because it's easy to walk away from something because it wasn't owned. real. It wasn't it, real. It wasn't real, and um, that and
1: seed that Matthew talks about—it's—it's it's, in these days all of this is being tested.
0: Mm-hmm. If it's real, it'll manifest. If it's not it'll manage Either way, we're going to see it, right? So here he says in two, Jesus says, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a... You mentioned a moment ago,
1: let's just put, use that for government. Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> That's a great point you made. I just want to hammer it.
0: Right. right. I hear you. <laughs> now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. Now, one of the things... Uh, About the culture during this time is everyone thought that, uh, you know, women were invaluable, but the truth here, they were respected. And apparently, I mean, obviously this is a widow, so we know she doesn't have a husband. She doesn't have anyone that's going to fight for her. And so she goes to the judge. Now, the judge is supposed to protect her. This is his job because she doesn't have a husband. This is his job. He knows it. He's being unlawful. As the government usually he doesn't want to be bothered by this woman. He doesn't get out of my way. I'm busy I'm doing my own thing. And so he keeps ignoring her, but she knows the law and she knows that she has the right to go to him and pester him until he can't take, take it, it anymore. anymore. <laughs> so here we see in, uh, in verse four, cause three, she's like, get justice for me from my adversary. Not will you, do it because this is the law you need to do what's right and of course we live in a day and time here too where the law is lawless
1: yeah you can be innocent and be up to your neck in trouble and you can be guilty and
0: walk go walk walk away um it's unbelievable anyway which side of the
1: aisle you're on politically and that that's uh, where the lawlessness comes from this is insane. They're protecting their own, and they're they're attacking those that differ. Totalitarianism, tyranny is
0: all coming. It's in our face. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like, uh, <laughs> don't lose heart. Isn't right? <laughs> so it says here, and he would not for a while. In other words, he would not get justice for her for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this woman is not going to go away. I can't get her out of my hair. <laughs> I know, right? Like, this won't right, stop. Right,
1: What is it you want? It you want?
0: Shut up. <laughs> and he's like, I look, I don't fear God. I don't regard man, regard man, but I do love myself. And if I don't take care of this problem, uh, she's going to make me miserable. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he's doing it for selfish reasons, for his own reasoning, right? Then we find in verse 6, it says, Then the Lord said, let me just roll it up here. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Hear what he said. I don't regard God. I don't regard man. But I'm going to take care of this woman for my own sanity. Verse 7 And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Who cry out day and night to him? Will God not avenge for us? Do not lose heart. He goes on, he says, uh, And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? In other words, he's, he's... you know, he left, Jesus left, but, it, but he didn't leave us alone. Mm-hmm. He left and then he says, I will return. This whole passage is actually about praying for the second coming of Christ. Yeah. It's kind of included into the text,
1: the sort of expectation that we do cry out mm-hmm. because of injustice that's uh, around us. And yeah. because of the things that are coming upon the earth, he said, he's kind of inviting us, Hey, cry yeah. out, cry yeah. out. And uh, a lot he, of times he I, wants us to cry out. Sometimes I think I sit back and watch the news instead of crying out to God, I just get angry, want to mm-hmm. go uh choke somebody. I do.
0: I want to throat punch people. <laughs> 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 we were, it's funny, we were talking about that uh the other night in in uh Wednesday night Bible study and I have this precious lady uh in the church, I man, she's awesome. And uh, she was talking about that very thing and, and I said, You just wanna punch him in the face, don't you? And she's like Well, yes, I do. (laughs) I said, you want to throat punch him, don't you? And she goes, yes, I do.
1: (laughs) But it'd be better to just cry out to God day and night. It's more effective. Yeah. It's way more effective. You know, he listens. And sometimes I I think I lose sight. I lose the sense that he's listening and he cares. Well, and and you
0: know, Duke, he's not just listening he's waiting to hear from us like he's yeah. anticipating he likes to hear our voice he does he's a jealous god for, for us. us yeah and you know he wants us to love him and so here jesus says um and shall god not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him though he bears long with them in other words it's it's like lord where are you where are you verse eight I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. And so um, he is long-suffering, and he bears long with us. In other words, it's like, Lord, when's your return coming, right? And then he says, I tell you, I will avenge them speedily. That word speedily uh, is talking about when he comes back, right? Because when he comes back to set up his millennial reign,
1: Things are going to happen quickly.
0: Oh my goodness! It is going to be a rapid fire, and then he says this, and this is how we know that this is what he's talking about because then he says, "Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth?" and And so he's like, "Listen, I I will avenge you speedily, and you need to be praying for my coming." And this, as you catch that in the end here, uh, when the man come, uh, when the Son of Man comes. But then he asked this question that just befuddles the mind, mm-hmm. soul
1: searcher. Yeah, and in the I had never put it in this scenario of the of the end days quite like mm-hmm. this. In early part, there's trouble. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm expecting to hear you cry out, and and I'm 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 kind of getting from this. He's kind of saying, "I I got your back, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard from you much." Right.
0: And I'm listening, but will I really find yeah, faith yeah. on the earth when I return? Because From, and, and that right there, when the Son of Man comes, when he returns, will he really find faith? Well, we know the gates
1: of hell won't prevail against the church. It'll be here, but what condition will the church be in? That's it, the question. Will it be strong? And I, I would say, you know, the churches are independent. All around the world, there's no such thing as a denomination in the eyes of God. There's you know, no such thing as a family. You have have a family. I have a family. You have a family. The churches are independent. There's going to be some churches that are on fire. Mm -hmm. There's going to be churches that have their eyes on the Lord. They have their hand to the plow. They're standing up. They're salt. They're light. But there's going to be a lot of churches that are kind of like in a tailspin. I think he's going to take all true believers. I know he's going to take all true believers home. Yeah. Not everybody who saith unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, but he that doeth the will of my Father.
0: So what I want to talk about is what does it mean when it says, well, uh, when the Son of Man comes, will will he really find faith on the earth? And we know in Thessalonians it talks about the great falling away, uh, so on and so forth. And so, Duke, what do you think, is driving people away from the church? Well, I'm seeing a phenomena.
1: There's people that are falling away, as the Bible said, and we, we watch it as pastors. But on the other hand, we see people that are coming. Sure. Coming and unfortunately going. Mm-hmm. And so let every man be convinced in his own mind. And some people are convinced kind of that the world's voice is going to be more valuable. So why would I go to hear God's voice?
0: Well, one of the things too is we think about this. When COVID hit, uh, there was an immediate attack on churches. Uh, Shut them down? Shut them down. Shut them down. As a matter of fact, the churches were being accused of spreading COVID. Yeah, we were. (laughs) Think about that for a second, right? And then uh, today they're talking about you know, we're low on fuel. Oil reserve. Well the only reason we're low is because uh um RC there in office is is uh sh- <laughs> we're sitting on you oh we're too dumb to, to, he,
1: to pull up and use
0: it. He won't even turn on the pumps, man. Yeah. We have it. We were the great we were we were the greatest oil Oil producer in in the world two years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about politics. We know that end day scenario, Satan, the great, uh, deceiver working his, uh, globalist, uh, foundation for the coming antichrist. So there's that unseen hand of Satan setting up for his temporary kingdom. But
0: think about this just for a second, because in the beginning, churches were blamed for covid so people quit going to church now we have a fuel shortage and you know how they're going to resolve the fuel shortage don't drive on sunday no driving on sundays yeah no you nobody's gonna be allowed to drive on sundays now why would you pick sundays Mm -hmm. now you can say oh that's the day of rest that's what. no 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 it's because who goes what happens on sundays yeah people go to church church. Yeah. yeah shut down shut that that down it's just like at every turn, man, it's an attack on the church. Yeah. And, and listen, there, there are people who have left the church when COVID hit and have never returned.
1: I'm going back in time, but I was a child. I remember blue laws. The The city shut down, so everybody could go to church. Could go, that's right. Because <laughs> everybody wanted to go to church. You weren't allowed you know, selling alcohol on Sundays. You wouldn't were... open your, most of your uh, businesses you couldn't mm-hmm. open. There was a drugstore that was stay open in our town to provide uh, care for people that need emergency prescriptions. Right. And there'd be one person, and they would rotate so they'd mm-hmm. not have to work like one Sunday yeah. a month.
0: It was protected.
1: Yeah, and it was sacred, and it was yeah. Sunday. and mm-hmm. everybody everybody chilled out and boy that's that's
0: a, people don't even know that it existed people don't know how to chill out yeah. today that's the other thing they're so high strung so here we go we have covid hits then we have fuel shortages and now we're coming up on famine food shortages food shortages yeah you would think that mess would drive people to jesus amen I'm already there.
1: <laughs> I had a whole lot of stuff drive me to Jesus way back in the day, but yeah, well, I think the Lord is allowing uh, the enemy to tighten his grip, and people in the world are are turning on the TV and they really don't want to hear what's right. happening, even yeah. though I think it's fake news. It's still the the narrative of the enemy, and there's there's yeah, it's not it's days. not it's not even fake news. It's just a narrative. And they're finding out about life is changing in America, and it's creating fear. What do you call it? Supply lines are not the way they used to be. Food supply is not the way it used to be. And Biden says, I think three or four weeks ago, famine is coming. And then uh, I saw you and I both posted on Facebook uh, like uh, like 95. Ninety-five food processing plants, and this isn't this isn't it. We heard ninety. No, this is the exact town, the exact company, mm-hmm. and what happened at that company. Right. Ninety-five major food producing
0: things in the last eight months.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's like something's happening. Mm-hmm. I will not buy the narrative that it's a Kalenki Dink. Ha-
0: it, there's no way it could be a coincidence that three planes flew into three food processing plants in inside of two weeks. Mm-hmm. Come on, John.
1: It's kawinky dink, not coincidence.
0: <laughs> just, just <laughs>
1: the <You did>. ductionary. <laughs> I let you get away with. I, I give you a lot of liberty. Come on, you, man,
0: did, you, know, you, you did. You did. You gave took me it too a lot. far. I did. I did. I uh, did. But but I, you think about that, and you're looking at all that's going on. Uh, I understand the fear of the people, but what I don't understand is the the walking away from the church. To me, that would be driving
1: you too, not driving uh, you You would away.
0: think. Mm-hmm. You would think, but it's, it's actually doing just the opposite, and, and people they go, well, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. And they'll admittedly, and this is the, this is the thing that drives me crazy. People will admittedly say, uh, man, I feel so much better when I come to church, or I feel so much better when I'm praying and doing what God asked me to do and not being disobedient. And then turn it right, right around two weeks later and walk away from God like he never existed. Mm-hmm. As we were preparing
1: these thoughts I see it kind of like the concentric circles. We have the immediacy. We wake up in the morning. We have needs. Uh, Everybody has every day. And we have means of meeting those needs. And part of it is the community, the supply lines. We do our part in the community. And, you know, in that's... um, medical and educational, transportation, all the things in our immediacy. Then we have the uh, – that's all happening under the context of government, mm-hmm. uh, our national uh, – state and national governments. And they have a lot of uh, – their decisions affect what we're facing every day. I promise you uh, if we had a different president, if we still had the same president, our gas prices would not be $5 a gallon in New York right. State. So government things – uh, are, are part of, of the kind of the the next uh, circle out and then the, the bigger circle on the outside is the global realities and we know from the Lord in the book of Revelation that when Christ returns he delivers his church from the present evil world and that that present evil world is going to be <laughs> Have a global governance, yes, and so we have we have the big picture. God versus Satan. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But Christ's kingdom comes just after the destruction of Satan's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So we have the immediacy. And what's going on? What's going on? Well, let me tell you. The government has the big voice of what's well,
0: going on. I don't. And I don't know if you know, but um, our government has set up uh, the Bank of America mm-hmm. to be the national digital currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Revelation 13, almost here. It's digital money, it, digital ID, personal ID. Now yeah, each, yeah, each yeah. country will go to that. And then from that, we'll go to global. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: It's almost here. It's almost here. And when we first heard that, I heard it in 72. I'm thinking, come on, man, All right. <laughs> no money. That's crazy. Cause we didn't under, we didn't have the technology right. for digital money. Right. You know? And, uh, but boy, we do now, and the technology is uh, here for this global governance to be a reality and we know it's coming uh we don't know exactly when right and we know why it's satan's agenda so we're waking up and a lot of people don't know about the big picture right and they, do, they don't really even know that much about the government how much that has it, to do with it
0: because nobody wants to hear it anymore they're burnt out and, and i listen i get it i can't blame you because i have to turn the news off too but I can't stay in the shadows, not learning. Mm-hmm. I have to come out and, and see what's going on. Uh, m- and it's all by design, obviously, but the news outlet is a constant barrage of negativity, negativity. Well, it's two things that it does. Uh, one is negative And then the, uh, you know, about uh, beware, beware, beware. Right. And then the Conditioning other thing, the people with fear, inciting division. Yep. And
1: uh, so complicated that people can't take it. They tune it off and now they're in
0: control. And then the other is they're constantly telling us how to do things. For example, in the wintertime in New York, it's minus 20 degrees outside. Blustering winds. It's going to feel like negative 30. Don't forget your jacket. Wear a jacket. Put gloves on. Put a hat on. Make sure that you do this. Make sure that you do that. And they, and so what are they doing? They're in state
1: <laughs> We'll do your thinking for you. That You can't even be trusted. To put on your coat. We're right. here <laughs> <laughs> for you. We're right. here for
0: you. But no, seriously, think about that. And I think, I think that has to do, I think that is partly destroying the church as well because people stop thinking for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting on someone else to tell them what to think, do, and say.
1: Mm-hmm. Critical thinking is not uh, launching out of our schools as they once did.
0: They're not, it's not being Group taught. Thing. Group
1: think. Th- this is what you think and will attack you if you think differently. Brainwashing groupthink.
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah
1: but i see those three circles and most people don't have much knowledge about the the government side of things well i'm not into politics well i hate politics and yet politics is the stage upon which the great battle of the universe god versus satan is played out upon
0: yeah that's why you have to get involved in politics if you're going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Well, religion and politics don't belong together. Are you kidding me? What do you think is going to run the, the, the dictate the morality of politics? It's either going to be the Christians or the non-believers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The pagans are the Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when the pagans rule, the people suffer and they mourn. They, the Bible says that we mourn. They won't make you happy. No,
0: no, because all they do is take, 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 take. How about this? Um, when Trump was in office, I know we all hated him because he's such a mean tweeter. (laughs) I get it. I get it.
1: But did you like the gas prices? Did you like the supply of food on your shelves? How about everything? Having baby formula
0: and the walls were going up,
1: and we were being protected. Did you like the uh, no war that was Mm -hmm. going on uh, at that time? And all those threats of war seemed to just kind of dissipate with the worldview of of nationalism that he held and I'm not defending his personality and his.
0: No, he no. Held. just what he was standing for, which the was decis- our country.
1: The decisions he made in reference to political decisions were good for the country. And everybody knows that. And right. uh, so,
0: and and I think here's what people forget. And if we're really not careful guys, this is what's going to cost us our country. If we don't take care of home first, you're not going to have it's kind of like being on the plane and they tell you that when the o- oxygen mask drop, you put yours on first and then you help someone else. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you are unable to breathe, you, don't, you lose oxygen, you pass out. You can't help anyone else. When America was stronger four years ago, there was
1: more peace. America has been greatly weakened, and mm-hmm. there's more war. Yeah. so could and
0: they be connected? <laughs> and it literally happened overnight, yeah. in less than a year. As a matter of fact, we're only talking how long's the resident been? Year and a
1: half. Year and a half
0: now. Oh, that's right. It is a year and a half. Yeah. Uh,
1: seventeen months.
0: Yeah, and in seventeen months, he's brought this country to its knees, mm-hmm. and yet other countries have plenty of food on their shelves. Other countries have more than enough baby formula. Uh, Russia's gas prices right now are $1.75 a gallon. We have more gas. We have more oil than they do. And we have more oil than they do. And yet it's all political. It's all political. And when
1: you stay out of it, you're under their complete control and when they get involved, yeah, it's frustrating. I don't like being involved, but I feel as a Christian leader, I have to be. I have to know what's going on. I have to know the word of God first, mm-hmm. glove of prophecy, and the news. Uh, you got to fight to find it because there's a lot of propaganda out there. But the, the hand of reality always fits into glove of prophecy. So we understand our times, mm-hmm. and we know what to do. And people are falling away. In that text that, you're, that we're studying through here, Jesus said to expect it. And now we're living it. Yeah,
0: up. we're living it. In, in here, but here's also what I realize. America is the last free nation standing. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. And if America falls, there's nowhere else in the world to go that's free. So once America falls, and I say once it falls because it will, it, you can't sustain what we're on. It's, it's unsustainable. The inflation is unsustainable. Cutting food, cutting uh, fuel. Uh, matter of fact, they already said they're going to cut fuel in the Flying J Plazas, which are all around the United States, they're gas stations for truckers and, and cars. They're gonna cut those gas stations by as almost fifty by almost as much as fifty percent of the, the trucks, fuel supply. When the trucks don't run, we're in big Trouble. Nothing hits the shelves, and and these liberals think, oh, these big trucks are the problem. We need to we need to mandate and control, blah 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 blah. Listen, when those trucks quit running, you don't. Everything you own came on a truck. Mm-hmm. Everything you own came on a truck, unless you had your own tree, you cut it down and made something out of it. <laughs> Other than that, everything you own came on a truck, dude. And yet, we want to shut all that down and. And I'm just going to tell you guys that the the more we keep pushing for this radical agenda that the left is pushing, uh, the faster that we will go down. Now, that being said, America has to fall for the one world government to step up if we are the world power. But I think we're only the world power by reputation only. I don't think it's actually... I think everyone knows uh, our economic power
1: has waned. Yeah. Our military power has waned. Our moral power Almost non existent. Almost non existent. Yeah. So big picture. The battle in rages. In the immediate, you know, I want to fix this. I want to fix that. And and Jesus in this text is saying, Wait a minute, I'm the judge. I'm the righteous judge. I I, I want to hear you crying out to me. God has allowed us to be here for such a time as this, and he wants to hear my voice. He wants us to have his wisdom to understand our times, and we're not here just to fix supply lines and to to raise up political good guys and be, get rid of the bad guys. I mean, I, I, I'll certainly do my part in that, but our victory is in the Lord. People who think their victory is in uh, a certain candidate, or uh, or reestablishing a uh, representative, a, a republic, a constitutional republic, and I'm all for that. Right, but I'm not holding my breath on that because no. the nation that, that God's going to bless is going to have to be a nation whose God is the Lord. Well, and who is repentance?
0: You- I took the words right out of my mouth. Talk about that, just for how and you and that. I, you and I were actually talking about relationships and how how can there be uh restoration for, yeah restoration kind of if there's yes. no repentance no confession
1: no repentance and just oh pretend like nothing happened you can't do that i i said terrible lies about you i accused you uh, of being terrible filthy nasty horrible but that's how you used to be you're nice now so yeah. we'll just pretend none of that ever happened like
0: nope <laughs> that's not the way god that's not knows. how it works nope and and nowhere in scripture has god ever delivered a nation that was not repentant there you go Never. And that's the most important
1: thing for us. It's not supply lines. It's our relationship with God. Do we look to heaven? Are we crying out to him? Are we confessing our sins individually? Are we turning from our wicked way, setting an example for others? And when, I think God lets this, the enemy tighten the the noose around our neck for a
0: purpose Mm of turning us To him in desperation. Usually every time Israel went into hard times, they repented. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem, though, that I see with America is we're raising a bunch of children to follow the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not even teaching them how to be what they are when they're born. Uh, We're not teaching them they have to be what... 8, 10, 12, 14, when they decide sexually who they are? Now at five years old, they can decide. Mm-hmm. And and they start giving them medicine to change them uh, when they're in the single digits age-wise. I find it interesting, upstairs we have two little girls
1: and we have a little grandson. He's eight, 18 months old. And it's a whole house full of toys, mostly girl toys, because of his older sisters. He could care less about the girl toys. He goes for the trucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and my but my thing is is how how are we going to be a nation that turns if and and here's the other kicker, Duke. The majority of churches today are agreeing with the homosexual agenda, LGBTQ okay, agenda. They, they are pretend like the Bible's never written. Yeah. How so? How can a nation turn when the church won't even stand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope wrong on this, but
1: I don't see a great revival coming, Second Thessalonians 2, no. this passage you're, you're reading here, I don't see a great revival, but whosoever will may come and drink of the water of life freely, and in, in the garden each year, you have your harvest, then at the end of the year, the big frost is coming, you go out. On that night, the frost is coming, mm-hmm. and you clear out the garden. You, you get out. all you can. You pull everything out that you can. And I think there's going to be a final harvest. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of begun. I see people kind of kind of falling away from church, and I see new people coming in right. with enthusiasm right. because they've, they've seen what's coming upon the earth. There's been fear. Right. They knew something was up. They come to church to find out. They open their Bible, and they find out, and they commit their life to Christ and they're ready for his return.
0: Well, one of the passages here that I find really, really interesting is I read you the first passage that he spoke a parable right to, uh, to the believers, to, uh, the apostles. And then in verse nine, he gives another parable. And in nine it says, also he, Jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves. We have a world right now that's trusting in itself. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the main problem. And they're not going to like where it takes them. No, they're not. And it says uh, that tr- who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others verse 10 two men went up to the temple to pray one a pharisee and the other a tax collector now let's just be honest um, the pharisee would have been the priest the tax collector the tax collector would have been the worst thing ever <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah they stole from their own people
1: <laughs> they were horrible ripping off their own jewish people oh and the people hated them mm-hmm. hated this is them kind of the best of the best outwardly and the worst of the worst outwardly yes and so man has the way he looks at that. Now, uh, how's God going to look at it?
0: And so here in 11, it says the Pharisee, which is, remember, the priest, the Pharisee was the uh, religious uh, leader of the day. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. And his prayer is so arrogant. <laughs> at any rate.
1: Oh, God, I thank you that I'm not a sinner
0: like those (laughs) people. Those people.
1: (laughs) I tithe of all my increase. I'm so awesome. (laughs) dude that's so
0: funny makes you want to throw up it it? does right so he says the pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself god i thank you that i am not like other men extortioners well who's standing next to him but the tax collector right Mm -hmm. direct reference to the tax collector just stay right here yeah (laughs) you you point the 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 finger
1: slum dude right here right next to me
0: oh my goodness extortioners unjust adulterers or even as this tax collector, he's the extortioner. Oh, my goodness, man. Just like the arrogance, right? And there's some truth to that. He was an extortioner. There was. But,
1: yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: So then he, then this arrogant priest, religious leader goes on. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. I'm the man. If anybody's going to heaven, it's me. It's me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then in verse thirteen, it switches over to the tax collector, and the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, "God be merciful to me, a sinner." Back in my day, we would say, "Busted." But you see, when God busts you, you're broken. Yeah, and it's a good thing. Yeah. And so the tax collector realizes who he is, beats his chest. God, forgive me. Be merciful to me, a sinner. And I tell you that until America does that, we will live in fear. We will operate as a third world country coming soon. Mm -hmm. Government will control everything. Libtards will rule everything in hypocrisy and... Um, fear and destruction and we're going to be doomed I think a little
1: phrase you used third world nation I've traveled in third world yeah. nations who have fabulous resources but they have corrupt governments which stops them from their resources mm-hmm. yes and the people have no access the resources mean nothing to the people the, right. the people live subsistence Uh, lives with almost nothing because of the corruption of the government and the government officials are wealthy. You know, I've heard that uh, uh, Putin might be the richest man in the world and it's all by thievery and different things that he's done.
0: Well, look at look at uh uh talk about Putin, how about Pelosi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, how uh, they make all their money? Inside. She's she's worth over 400 million dollars yeah, right inside, now
1: inside trading. Yeah. yeah. And
0: from a job that only pays 175,000 a year. Yeah. And it uh, mm, okay, I digress. So third Inverse world. third world coming. It is, man. It's all most here. And, it, and the it, reason it, that they're attacking us so hard
1: is because we had it so good for so long. Venezuela went from the being the richest country in South America to being the people literally starving. Mm-hmm. When those trucks aren't running, how long is how long are you going to be able to eat on the food, survive on the food that you have in your house, and if you can't go to the store and get more, where, where does that leave you?
0: Yeah. Your third world, and it could happen in a matter of thirty days. Well, New York City, New York City, on average, only has enough food to go three days. Mm-hmm. And those supply lines are, uh, they're dwindling Yeah, and the trucks aren't running. And if those trucks don't go into New York city, dude, they have nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You can't eat cement and, uh, and steel. You can't even suck on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's horrible. Yep. It's, people don't realize how quickly third world conditions can creep up. You can be living in a million dollar house, but if you don't have food, and you don't have fuel, right. and you can't keep warm.
0: If they stop, if they stop delivering fuel supplies right now, we have enough fuel literally to take us two weeks, less than two weeks,
1: mm-hmm. at the pumps. And we know Satan's plan is to take down America, so he can push us into the new world order. And Biden just said uh, f- four weeks ago. America must lead the way into the new world order. He doesn't back up on inflation. He doesn't back no. off on gas prices. He doesn't open up because new order. world order says
0: there's no freedom. Yeah. Klaus Schwab,
1: one of his, his teammates says you'll all be living in 800 square foot apartments and high rise buildings and smart cities owning nothing and being
0: being happy. happy. Yeah. yeah. Golly. <laughs> That's me. their plan. Yeah. And so guys, I'm just going to tell you we're heading in that direction and if we don't take the attitude of this tax collector uh, where it's we start beating our chest and saying, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, and repentance doesn't come to America, um, you, you're going to be asking more than what in the world is going on. You're going to be seeing what in the world is going on. In verse 14, here's the answer that Jesus gives about the tax collector and the Pharisee or the the, righteous, the self-righteous one. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And it is time for America to humble themselves. Mm-hmm. What goes for people goes
1: for a nation. Um, America, the Torqueville, the French statesman came to America many years ago and he said, America is great because America is good. And if America ceases to be good, America will cease to, to be great. great. And it breaks my heart, but we're there. Yeah. But for, as for me, Joshua said, "For as for me in my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. Yeah. And I think that's a, re- a resolution that we all need to make, those of us especially who know Jesus, that we're gonna keep our eyes on Jesus. We're right. gonna stay in the word. Right. We're gonna have our ear to the rail. We're gonna watch what's happening in the world. We're not taken by surprise by any of this. It's a bit unnerving, but we're going to be you ready for such an hour as you think not the Son of Man come. Readiness for me is having uh, a food supply at home, just like my great grandparents yep. did. Being ready is spiritually spiritually ready. I'm, you I'm, need,
0: you better be spiritually fit.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 yeah. uh, having you know shield of faith, a helmet mm-hmm. of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation yep. of gospel. I'm going to stay on mission. I'm going to worship my way, praise my way through these days, and. And uh, people who are watching who don't know what's going on should be able to watch us who do know what's going on and say, how can you be so sure? And we can show them from the scriptures right. how things got here
0: and where they're going next, and we can help people be ready. Yeah, absolutely. And, guys, that's today we were just talking, and uh, I wanted to do a podcast on discussing the being ready you know when jesus asked this will i find any faith on earth when when i return um if if you don't let go of the world and hang on to him i'm going to say no he's not going to find much Mm -hmm. and if we trust in the government um you're you're trusting in a sink you're you're literally you're trusting in the titanic (laughs) and and it is huge and and looks wonderful but it's about to break in half and sink and sink it really is you know money can only last so long power only lasts so long uh, every country the most has ever lasted is 250 years in rome uh, what was really interesting with rome is they did the same thing that america is doing to christians now they blame christians for the fall of rome mm-hmm. and they were so angry about that that they actually took christians and they tarred them and Or covered them in pitch, we would tar. call it a tar. And they literally hung them up to burn as lanterns to human, light the streets. Human
1: torches to yeah. light the streets. And we are deplorable mm-hmm. in the eyes of the liberal left. Yeah. Uh, we are the... Uh, We're the problem. Uh, the irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And uh, they hate yeah. us. Yeah. We're, they call us homophobes and we are not. They call us xenophobes. And we're not, what do you find in our, they call us racist.
0: Dude, they not. made up names to call us. Yeah, I had to look those up. I didn't even know what they were.
1: <laughs> and, uh, they, they despise our absolute truth. Right. And But the the thing that uh, kind of comforts me in the midst of all this, in the rejection of Christ and their hatred for Christ, they're only fulfilling the plan of right. Christ. Right, right. And so we know who wins, and we we can swing out over hell in a rotten corn stalk and sing Amazing, Amazing Grace. Amazing
0: Grace, how sweet the sound, right? And
1: we win, we win, we yeah. win. But in the meantime, we also care, care, care. Right. People don't like what we have to say. That's okay. We're going to say it anyway. We're going to point them to Jesus. Yeah.
0: And let me just remind you to do what Jesus said to do, and that is to cry out day and night to him, and he will deliver us. Guys, will there be faith on the earth when Jesus returns? That's up to you. That is up to you. If you're a Christian, it is up to you whether you're going to live for Christ or not. It is up to each and every one of us who claim and call on Jesus Christ. Will there be any faith? Oh, I sure hope so. I think there will. I think there will to a I degree. Think Jesus gave this to cause us to do what we just did today, search our hearts. And reflect, yeah. What in the world is going on today? I will tell you what in the world is going on today corruption 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 and there's only one way out jesus 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 and the bible says whoever believes in him with their heart right salvation is of the heart and then with the mouth confession made unto salvation i hope there's a day that you call on jesus christ and make him your lord and savior and i hope this podcast has helped you and if it has please like share subscribe and follow and until next time god bless